Hi everybody, this is uh, Pastor Zach, and this is not how I wanted our first Monday small group uh, to go. I know, I, I know that it can feel frustrating to have to uh, to pivot so often, and we have hopes and plans and expectations, and then we find ourselves adjusting uh, because of things that are out of our control, uh, and it can feel frustrating. and And I understand; I'm right there with you. But I believe, I believe in the wisdom of those in charge who are making decisions to keep us safe, decisions that demonstrate that we, we care for those around us. And so while I hope, I hope that we can jump into our Monday small group soon, um, this will have to do for today, this podcast. Now, all that to say, uh, this does let me, it lets me speak a word um, that I, that I believe the Lord's given me for you because because after chapel last Wednesday, I interacted with a few of you that, that appreciated the reminder that, that each of us have an origin story. We have a place that we've come from. And, and at the same time, each of us is connected to a divine origin story. A story that, that starts in Genesis, in the beginning. A beginning that before things kind of go south, which we'll get more into that on Wednesday. But, but this beginning, was it was perfection. That in this beginning, you were created good. Again, some of you really resonated with this. And, and for others, you struggled with some of what was said. And for some, you just like straight up disagreed. And, and so I want to offer a few thoughts on why I think each of these responses is is okay. And, and, and I think that each of these responses is important. And, and that ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm always going to go back to the Bible. The Bible, the, the Bible for me is this book that was written thousands and thousands of years ago, but for me, it's just as relevant today as it was when it was written. Because I believe that the words in the Bible are living and active, that they have something to say to us now, here, today, that the Bible is our authority. So I don't know where you're listening to this or where you are, like maybe you're in your room or you're you're on a walk or you're driving in your car, um, but if, if you are able to if you have a Bible around you or if you have a Bible app on your phone, uh, I want to invite you um, to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Or if you're, if you're just listening, maybe you go back and look at it later. But I'm in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and I'm going to start in verse 21. And it says this, So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Now, uh, this is a letter. It's written by a guy named Paul. And at this point in the letter, he's a bit, he's a bit frustrated. He's a bit peeved. He's a bit, he's a bit irked because there's this issue that this early church is dealing with. You have you have Paul who's been preaching the gospel and you have this other guy, Apollos, who's been preaching the gospel. And, and one writer wrote about this guy, Apollos, and they talked about how eloquent Apollos is as he preaches. And, and for some people, they're like, oh, I, I could listen to Paulus all day. I mean, Paul, he's, he's okay, but a, but Apollos, yeah. And then there's this other guy uh, named Cephas or and which sometimes is translated Peter or like like Little Rock. And this guy like actually, he actually walked around with Jesus and he's a fisherman. And so 
when he talks, he's got like more of the language of the street. So, so when Cephas or Peter talks, it's this sense like, like, here's what this is really about. Like, just give, give it to me. Like, what's like, cut all that stuff out. Just like, give it to me straight. So, so you have Apollos and Paul and, and Cephas or Peter, and they're all preaching this gospel of Jesus. And what's happening was that people were going, oh, Paul is preaching. Well, I'll just not go to that service to, to free up my seed as like a ministry for other people. Or, oh, like Cephas is preaching. Well, I really don't get anything out of his sermons. When is Apollos preaching again? Because things are things are totally different then than they are now, right? We've evolved or not. So there's this issue and Paul's confronting it and he says, look. He says, look, all things are yours. If I, if Paul says it and it's true, it's yours. Claim it. And if, if Apollos says it and it's true, it's yours. If, if Cephas, if Peter says it, it's true, it's yours. You see, Paul is opening up this reality that I think is essential for us as followers of Jesus to understand. And that is, is that truth is available to everyone. You, you can't like, you can't box truth up and say, well, we don't have truth. And or, or, you can't say like, we have truth. And so no one else does, right? So if Paul says that it's true, it's yours. If, if Apollos says that it's true, it's yours. If Cephas, if Peter says that it's true, it's yours. And then he goes on and he says, if the world says it. Now, the world in this passage is the word cosmos. This is like, this means like the ordered universe, cosmos. This is where we get cosmology and cosmetic department. That last one's not true. That's not where we get that. Cosmos refers to the entire universe, the entire created realm. It's that moment when you see something and you have this sense that somebody designed this place. It's that moment when you become profoundly aware that this isn't an accident. Like like we talked about last week in chapel, it's those moments when you know that there is a purpose to all of this. You are not here by accident. Anytime you come across something in the ordered universe, claim it. Anytime you're struck with a sense of design, claim it because all things are yours. Now, the next word he uses is life. And the word for life in the Greek language is the word zoe. It's like it's like the life force. We, we say that so-and-so is full of life. So, so anywhere you find this life force, claim it. It's yours. And if you're going to claim life, you might as well claim death too because it's really just an address change of sorts, right? So if the world, if the universe says that it's yours, anything you find in life is yours. Anything you find in death is yours. All things are yours. And I would suggest central that perhaps some of the reasons why we struggle sometimes when, when we hear something in a space like chapel and we don't really know what to do with it, the truth is that the God of the universe, the God who created all of this, the God who made himself known in the person of Jesus, that we bought into a picture of this God that isn't big enough. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 3, verse Chapter 6, verse 3, we read this. It says, And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Now, the word glory here in the Hebrew language is the word kavod. And when you say kavod, you kind of got to put some, like, some, like, some anger, some grunt to it. Kavod. 
And, and this, in the Hebrew language, it means like weight or significance. So the writer is saying that the whole world is covered. It's immersed in the kavod, the weight of God. The world is drenched in God's truth. That's how big God is. He's so big that his truth is everywhere. It's not like you're going to get to some town and they'd be like, sorry, we don't, we don't have any truth here. What? No, truth, truth is everywhere. It's geographic. It can't be held down. And then in the book of Titus, chapter 1, we read these words. Chapter 1, verse 12 says, One of Crete's own prophets has said, Cretans are always liars, evil brutes, lazy gluttons. This saying is true. So again, this guy Paul is writing this letter and he says, Hey, he says, one of your own prophets has said that these Cretans, they act like, uh, well, they act like Cretans. Paul affirms the truth wherever he finds it. So you have this reality that, that what that person said there is true. You can find this all the time. That thing that that person said is true. But, but what if that person's not a Christian? Well, the thing's still true, but they're not quoting the Bible. But it's still true. But they don't even follow God. But the thing that they said is still true. Basically, what I'm saying, Central, is that if it's true, it belongs to God. All truth is God's truth. And whatever, what other kind of truth would there be? If, if it's true, but it doesn't belong to God, well, then it's not true. The scriptures tell us that the whole earth is drenched in the kabod, the truth of God. Truth is available to everyone. So Paul comes across a Cretan prophet. And what's he say about this Cretan prophet? He said, this testimony is true. So if the Bible is the word of God, which we believe it is, then the word of God contains the words of a Cretan pagan prophet. So imagine, imagine someone who doesn't know to claim truth wherever they find it, because all truth is God's truth. So by random chance, is it possible this person could find themselves in a world not filled with Christians? Yeah, is there is there a chance that within the course of this person's life, at school and at work, at home, and classes like biology and anthropology and psychology and chemistry and astronomy with, with teachers that, that at other points in their life, these teachers may not even be followers of Jesus? Imagine such a world. Is there a chance that in the course of their classes that are interactions in these given areas that, that these teachers who have given their lives to these areas of study, is there a chance that from time to time these teachers might actually say things that are true? Yeah. But what happens if this person's been taught that truth only exists in his or her created Christian world? Which, by the way, the boundaries are defined by whoever's in charge. They're now experiencing truth, but it's been outside of the world and parameters that this person's been given. So what happens is an unfair and untrue split develops between truth and Christianity. So it becomes, well, I have to go with what I know is true. So it's truth versus the Christian faith. How many people have you met, or perhaps it's you, that you said, you know, at one point in time in my life, I was a Christian but then I, I had this person that taught this science class or I researched this thing or, or I really started to thought about think about it. And now, I'm, I mean, how many of you know exactly what I'm talking about? 
But wait. If Jesus says, I am the truth, then it isn't that I'm finding truth outside of the Christian faith. If something's true, then the Christian faith just got bigger because all things are mine and I am of Christ and Christ is of God. It's not, it's not our world and his fingerprints. It's his world and they're our fingerprints. That person whether they're a Christian or not, whether they love God or not, whether they follow Jesus or not, whether they read the Bible or not, that person, whatever their work is, whether it's biology or anthropology or chemistry, that person, their work, they are exploring God's world. But on the other hand, what happens if a student has been taught that all things are theirs? What happens if this person ends up at a place like Central Christian College of Kansas with professors, with staff, with coaches committed to walking with students, reminding them that all truth is God's truth, reminding them that it's not our world and his fingerprints, but it's God's world and they're our fingerprints, then, then that student, then you, then you have a community who's committed to you, a campus community who's committed to helping you sort all of this out a campus who's committed to not simply being labeled something Christian and then moving on. You, you see, Central, the word Christian itself first appears in the Bible as a noun. It's a noun. It's a person who follows Jesus. It's not an adjective you attach to things to make them safe and nice. So, so a Christian is somebody who lives a certain way. It's somebody who's oriented their lives around a certain Savior's teachings. That Savior is Jesus. A, a Christian is someone who actually believes Jesus when he said that we should live this way. When Jesus commands us to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, Christians actually believe that you're supposed to do that, that Jesus was serious about saying that we should live in this world in a particular way. A Christian is someone who actually believes that compassion can turn the world around. A Christian is someone who believes that Jesus is God come to earth to save us and the world around us. A Christian is not a label. And here's why. Because something can be labeled Christian and not be true. That could be a Christian movie, and it could totally suck. It's possible. I've heard about it happening in the past. I remember many, many years ago, I was at a youth event. Um, as a youth pastor, I was at this community event, and there was this speaker speaking at this event for high school students. And I remember this speaker, I was at the back of this room, and I remember this speaker towards the end of their talk. They said, you know, there's some of you in this room right now who are suffering. There are some of you in this room right now who are in the midst of depression or you have anxiety or things are not really going your way. And the speaker said, you know what the problem is? Is that you don't trust God enough. You haven't prayed hard enough yet. And if you would just pray hard enough, your depression would go away. Your anxiety would go away. You would start to see the blessings that God has for you. And folks, I was in the back of the room and I was so, I was like, where is the fire alarm? Because I want to pull it to get these people out of here. Because this person who's standing up representing the scriptures is not speaking something that's true. Something can be labeled Christian and not be 
true. The Bible. The Bible is not a book about shutting off your brain. It's a book about engaging your heart and mind like never before. The danger in labeling something Christian is that we would uncritically swallow it. Do not shut off your brain because the person uses Bible verses. That goes for me. That goes for any other person. The Bible itself tells us to test everything. Something can be labeled Christian and not be true. And at the same time, something can be true and not labeled Christian. Remember, this is God's world, and if it's true, it belongs to God. Central, hear me. Hear me. Your time here at Central will hopefully grow and stretch you. You'll encounter viewpoints and perspectives that perhaps you've never considered before. And Central, it's in these moments that for some of you, as scary as it sounds, the invitation is to, to leave narrow, rigid thought systems that say that truth only exists in certain places. Because if the Apostle Paul believed that, we'd be missing significant passages of the Bible. Because Paul quotes prophets, he quotes poets, he quotes thinkers. He takes truth wherever he finds it. And why? Because truth is available to everyone. Your your time here at Central, students, as, as we start this year, let me remind you, let me encourage you. This time here, the truth is is that you'll get out of it whatever you put into it. That listen to me when I say, students, that you have some of the smartest people I know teaching these classes. You have some of the best coaches I know, some of the most dedicated staff, people who love Jesus and people who want to see you succeed. And you can take advantage of all of those resources and come away from this time here better for it. Or you can say, forget it, and you can not engage. My hope is, is that you'll do the first. That you'll take advantage of your time here because the truth is, is that students, you have the whole universe to display God's truth. You have biology and psychology and anthropology and physiology and cosmology and all. Ology, You have philosophy and theology and science and art and literature. You have the human body. You have plant life. You have ecosystems. You have this great, big, wide, deep universe. You have the whole universe to point out how great God is. And why? Because you are of Christ and Christ is of God and all things are yours. Grace and peace.